welcome back to Mining Stock Daily and another intraday market update. Today, I'm happy to welcome our friend Stephanie Miller. Stephanie is based in Washington, D.C. and is the co-founder of Sandhill Strategy. We welcomed Stephanie back. To, uh, we welcomed her to the show for the first time a few months ago. Uh, but we have an interesting conversation, Stephanie, because you are kind of working on uh, moving in between the lines between politics and also the economy based on the volatility in the U.S. market today. Uh, looking at the numbers, the Dow Jones is down about 9%, uh, Russell down 10.5%, and the S&P uh, down 7.5%. I mean, a complete volatility week. How are things on the East Coast, and what are some of the discussions you've been having with your clients there as we uh, continue to wade through this red tape? Yeah, I mean, this is the ultimate Wall Street meets Washington meltdown. The economy's, you know, on the brink of a recession in many people's minds. Um, the market is melting down and and Capitol Hill and the White House are kind of melting down too. Um, there was a real kind of clear call, I think, by the market for some sort of leadership yesterday out of Washington. Um, obviously, the coronavirus and the fears of COVID-19 from a public health perspective fall in one bucket, and then what that means for the economy fall in a separate, although, you know, very related bucket. And it was starting to become clear yesterday as we were hearing that you know, big institutions were shutting down like the NCAA and NBA, um, that a bunch of major offices were telling their employees to be, to plan to work for home for, through the end of March, 2020 at the earliest, that there needed to be a policy response, both on the health and economic side. And so, you know, the market just started kind of careening down and, not surprisingly, Washington wanted to react. So last night, uh, Wednesday, March 11th, the president took to the airwaves at about 9 p.m. East Coast and underwhelmed spectacularly um, in terms of conveying confidence, um, in terms of conveying what a plan would be to both address the health and then the economic issues. And so meanwhile, you know, one of the things I've been watching closely, in addition to what's happening at the White House, is what's what could happen out of Congress, because there's only so much the administration can do, a stimulus measure, a tax or spend measure for the most part, you know, there's not a lot of flexibility, it has to come out of Congress. So the thinking leading into last night was that the House of Representatives would come forward with something at some point in the evening, and that something, whatever that stimulus bill would be, would be something that had bipartisan support and could get to the president's desk quickly. By nine o'clock this morning, the, that whole thing had melted down. Where the president was saying he didn't like what the House had introduced, and the House ended up introducing a bill around 11 o'clock last night. Um, the president didn't like it. Republican leadership didn't like it. Um, and so they're kind of back to the drawing board. So the moment that we're in right now in Washington, and it's about noon on the 12th of March, is that there is a lot of politics and brinksmanship happening around a bailout. And at the meantime, um, members of Congress are planning to leave as soon as today for a week to a recess. So what is seeming like it could be happening is that there's a real scenario where members of Congress are going to leave Washington for a week 
today and tomorrow with nothing, with no stimulus. Hmm. And so that is pretty worrisome um, (laughs) to me and probably to anyone. Um, We've seen some updates over the last like 15 minutes that Speaker Nancy Pelosi has been talking to the White House um, and that with to Steve Mnuchin, Treasury Secretary specifically, and that they've had good conversations. But when I'm talking to folks, to current and former staffers on Capitol Hill, they do not see how this, uh, like an actual final deal can come together. You know, not only do you need to negotiate whatever the stimulus is going to be, but then you have to write the legislative policy. And the idea that that could happen before this weekend seems unlikely. And if members are insistent that they want to leave, then you don't have, you don't have policy. So what does it mean if we're heading into a weekend with no stimulus? So there are a couple of sirens going off uh, other than, you know, the partisanship and the politics that are, you know, are laid out than what you just said. But the two words that come to mind are obviously stimulus and bailout. We've seen these play out before uh, in the last, uh, in the last recession 10 years, 10 or 11 years ago. Uh, Stephanie, if, is this, what does a, what does a stimulus look like? Does it come in the form of QE? Does the Fed come out and put more money into the system? Do they turn on the printing presses? Yeah. So, I mean, Trevor, we were speaking before we started the tape that there's kind of general belief in the market. Um, and so, and I, you know, based on conversations I've had with investors, institutional investors um, at, at funds in New York, that the Fed will lower rates to zero as soon as next week, you know, combined with quantitative easing, other measures um, from mon- monetary policy perspective. But that, you know, because that is rather baked in on the market side, you know, what that does for the stock market specifically could not, could be what we saw earlier this week, or that was last week. I can't even, I don't even know what day it is. Last week when the Fed cut rates and, and the market, you know, kind of turned and looked at the Fed and said, that's cute. And then kept craning down. And so do we see that again? Probably. And so I think what Washington is really struggling with is how do we craft some sort of fiscal stimulus that is combined with a health care element. So we want to keep people from giving each other this scary coronavirus. And, you know, the congressional physician told members of Congress and their staff yesterday that anywhere from 70 million to 150 million Americans are going to get coronavirus. So those are very scary numbers. And we, we think that for the most part, it shouldn't be a big deal from a health perspective for people. But we also don't know for sure. And so what we want to do is, you know, in Washington, what Congress wants to do is get people to stay home. But then, you know, we need to pay people or companies, help out small businesses. You know, the under the backbone of our U.S. economy are all of these small businesses. So there can't be elements of a deal that don't have have money that helps small businesses, money that helps gig economy workers, money that helps folks who are don't have a lot of room bandwidth. And I think that is one thing that both Washington and Wall Street, based on my conversations, agree on, that for the big corporations, like, they're not going to do well, but they have capacity to weather this. It's the small businesses and people um, who need to be protected. But like the agreement around how to do that kind of ends with those core, core guiding principles. And that's why we're not seeing an actual deal.
Has there been conversations that you've had, you know, basically based on the market, even though we are down in uh, officially into a bear market, down 20% from its highs, you know, even looking back in the last 10 years, we're, we are so, the market is so much higher than it was in 2010, 2011. And we're still talking about bailout and stimulus. I mean, how does Wall Street react? Are they just, are are people sitting there like, why do we need to do this again? When even when looking at you on paper, you're still way better off than you were 10 years ago. What is that reaction like? Yeah. I mean, so I've, a couple fun that are not fun, but a couple interesting things. One is that a lot of the hedge funds all work out of the same building now, <laughs> um, which is this bu- group of buildings, new development in New York called Hudson Yards. And an employee at one of the hedge funds was reported in the news a couple days ago to have tested positive. So there's definitely some just fear because there are, you're like working in a building where someone has tested positive for coronavirus. So there is some irrational, just personal fear-based decision-making happening. So I think that needs to like always be remembered. And that's happening in Congress too. Like members of Congress and their staff um, are either testing positive for coronavirus or have said that they've been exposed to people who've tested positive. So there's fear in the halls of Congress around, you know, going to work and getting sick. So fear is driving both sides. Um, in terms of like the, some of the more level headed maybe, or even headed people I've spoken to on the street, you know, the constant refrain is if every, every fall, the federal government said, we're going to have a virus that's going to kill 60 million people or 60 million, sorry, (laughs) that would be scary. 60 million people dying, 60,000 people, um, which is the flu, um, we wouldn't, you know, people would freak out and we don't make that announcement every year. And so like the number of people who are going to die is probably going to be higher than the flu. And it is scary, but also this is not, you know, if we, if every year we said how many people are going to get a cold, it would be in the hundreds of millions. And so the number of people getting sick needs to be decoupled from like how severe getting sick actually means. And so for those funds, they're just like, why the heck is the market going down? Like what is going on? This is, such an overreaction. Um, and so there's probably a couple things, you know, in my view, under underlying that. One is that, you know, of, of all the bubbles that we may have witnessed over the last few years, it's probably a, like a literal equity market bubble. Mm-hmm. So if some of this just needs to be correcting that, um, that's clearly happening. Um, but I also, you know, I think that no one's really looking with a clear mind at what's happening right now. It's all very reactive, which definitely explains why, why we're seeing things move the way we're seeing them move. Well, and I, I think it's okay to be a little bit pessimistic because looking at this chart, let's say 2009 when stimulus and QE really ramped up and uh, companies yeah. are getting bailed out. The Dow Jones was traded somewhere in between the six and 7,000 range. We are now talking yeah. potentially even bigger QE, bigger stimulus with the Dow trading yeah. at 21,000. And I, th- I know. And I think I, well, I think that's just it just makes scale, me shake right? it, yeah. it makes me shake my head a lot and I think there needs to be answers why this needs to happen again at when valuations are just incredibly high. So 
I know. <laughs> and, and not, you know, and the companies that are driving a lot of this, both go the up swings and down swings of these tech companies whose valuations have long been questioned. Right. Um, and so let alone other, other companies, but I am looking, I mean, we've just crossed, we've just gone below the amount, um, that December, 2018 low, that was the most recent low. Um, and today we out hit it out of the park. <laughs> we are now below 28 December, 2018 low. So all every, yeah, I mean, we're definitely in a bear market, um, officially, but we're also, we've also wiped out any, any gains now in, in, um, two years. Yeah. Plus Incredi- incredible yeah. times. So, yeah. Stephanie, thank you. Definitely lost 15 months. Yeah. Stephanie, thank you so much for your time and your insight. Uh, give us a little bit of, um, you know, knowledge of what's happening there on the East Coast, specifically in Washington, and how the lines between politics and the economy are, well, there's not much of a line anymore, it sounds like. So, um, it's all it's all the We're same. We're all one. It's all the same. Uh, take care. <laughs> Thanks, th- take yeah, care of yourself. Thanks for having me. Take care of yourself. We look forward to having you on again with another update. Okay. Thanks, Trevor. It's 